Hey guys, what's up? Before we get into this week's episode, I kind of just wanted to relay some information about maybe last week's episode. I say everything wrong. I pronunciate everything wrong. And yes, it's quite embarrassing to edit these episodes sometimes because I really just want to like stop, re-edit, but I don't have that skill yet. Um, Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to mention a little bit what I'm obsessed about this week. I finally got to binge watch Real World New Orleans. It took me a little while because I really wanted to see Real World New Orleans um, year 2000 before going to the reunion part of it all. Um, It's crazy to me that I still remember exactly everything (laughs) Um, I was 13. It was way before um, 9-11, so about 6th or 7th grade when I saw New Orleans Real World. And Real World to me was like a huge deal. I wish I can say shout out to Paramount Plus for showing us seasons of Real World, but they are literally missing the prime time seasons. Like, yes... They did premiere New Orleans season nine to like this year because they did the reunion. But before the reunion announcement, they didn't have that. They don't have season six, seven, eight. They have nine now, 10, 11, 12, which is the years that I saw real world. It was the years where also um, road rule, real world challenges were happening as well. The fact that I can't see my Seattle with David, who had two different color eyes, is upsetting to me. The fact that I can't go back and watch Back to New York, where it was 10 years reunion for Real World, and they had a whole entire new cast going back to New York City. And no, I'm not talking about Brooklyn. That's like in the early, late 2000s. I am talking about to before 9-11 like uh 2000 when real world was happening with new york there was paris with mallory who is a model like an american model now and if it wasn't for real world paris she wouldn't be a model what else i can continue on on which hawaii hawaii was such a great with ruthie and um trek Do you guys remember Trek? He was literally on Friends, guys. That's how big of a pop culture phenomenon MTV Real World was. Like these people who were just regular Joe people that get casted to be on this reality TV show. This is way before reality TV show was like even a huge thing. Um, They would get modeling they they book modeling uh photo shoots they would book 
like Trek, he was on Friends, like the final season of Friends, which crazy. He's probably still getting checks from those episodes, guys. So, yeah, um, the whole point of me talking about it is this is such a great series, the real world homecoming New Orleans, just because it not only touched every topic. Yes, I love the 2000s. So I do have a bit of a nostalgia for them bringing back this cast because they were like the fashion, the music, art, everything was the epitome of 2000s. Um, It's such a great show because they touch topics that to this day I can't believe are still controversial the whole Dan being gay and he came out the year where he joined the cast in 2000 and he was dating a man who was in the military and it was the whole don't ask don't ask don't tell policy at the time which is crazy because Obama ended that whole thing in 2010 11 um a whole different world back then. Also, there's Matt, who I have a huge problem with. Yes, he is um, religious and he is very open. and But he's, I can tell because of the whole he doesn't accept Danny and he thinks Danny is created differently. And the fact that Danny, um, I get this vibe that Matt thinks that whatever's happening to Danny like whatever bad is happening to Danny he's like in his head he's like well you deserve it because you know you're you're not God's creation or whatnot like something terrible because guys when you if you've watched spoiler alert there's a part where the whole cast plays um who said that and the worst of the worst comments were from Mr. Catholic, I am a good person himself. Um, The worst comments were for Matt, which was horrible. Um, But yeah, so for that conversation to be happening to this day, I just couldn't believe that he was bringing up that conversation. You can totally tell that he is probably, probably, oh my God, probably um, not against abortion rights. I can totally see him being like, well, um, God is giving you a child, so have that child, even though that child may be, I don't know, a product of rape. Trigger warning again. But yeah, um, there's also the Julie of it all. I don't want to give too much details, but I feel like I myself was listening to podcasts about the reunion before I saw the reunion and... Um, it just made me want to watch it more. So I'm sorry if I'm spoiling certain topics of the whole series, but the whole Jamie, um, and Julie was insane to me. I can't believe how much of a dad Jamie became (laughs) like dad bod and all Julie is insane. Super insane. Melissa. I love Melissa Beck. Just she was the best narrator commenter um i'm going to listen to her podcast now um i just want more good to come out of her but yeah please check out homecoming real world new orleans if you can watch 
the whole, I think it's like 23 episodes of the season of 2000. There's just so much in it, like especially the racism of it all, where there's an episode where they go to a swamp tour and the guide says the N-word. And literally Jamie, who is friends with Melissa, tells her, like, why are you taking it so seriously? <laughs> and, like, said, the dude is a nice guy. Like, I didn't think what... It's just insane to go back and watch that. And I was a teenager, guys. I was, like, a preteen 13, 12 years old watching this show. So, like I said, I rem remember back to New York, Coral of it all, teaching Rachel and The Miz, who he was Mike back then, he's The Miz now, teaching them about Black History Month because they didn't know that it was celebrated in February. <laughs> Blows my mind that I saw that when I was like 11 years old. It's crazy. And um, yeah, those topics are still being talked to about today. It's insane. So please check out in Paramount Plus, try the free trial. Um, like I said, I feel like they really scammed me into joining Paramount Plus because I thought they had the whole seasons of Real World, but they don't. They have the current ones that are like part of Facebook now or something, but I am rambling and um, I do have to say this episode is super fun. I hope you guys enjoy my conversation with Ashley Hamilton. I hope to have Claire Parker in the future. I'll um, see if I'll send her a little message and see if she would like to join the show. But Ashley was a pure delight. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We are joined in this week with Ashley Hamilton from the podcast um, Celebrity Book Memoir Club. Um, how are we doing today? Can you please introduce yourself to my listeners who probably don't know you, but they should because I've mentioned you guys before in past episodes. <laughs> um, yeah. Hi, I'm Ashley from Celebrity Memoir Book Club. Um, this is me. <laughs> um, I am a comedian. I live in New York. Um, we've been doing the podcast for like a year and a half now. And um, yeah, we read celebrity memoirs so that no one else has to. Yeah. And you guys really do a great job on doing that because I don't have to read the Chriselle book, um, the latest Christine Quinn. And um, you guys did be a real solid with the Will Smith as well. You guys <laughs> did such great cover up on that one. Yeah, that was an interesting one. It was, I mean, I just, I didn't really, of course, there's like a very intense, like inner working of his brain. But I mean, I think a lot of times when you read a memoir from someone of that level of fame, it's like very rare that they reveal a lot to you. 
So the fact that he did, I wasn't expecting. And then, you know, what we learned about him, I was like, damn, (laughs) I don't know that you know how this comes across. And that's fascinating. It's great that, um, because right before you guys did that book, then the whole Oscar slap happened. And I really felt like you guys set like foot of a president time for Will Smith of saying like, hey, we should actually see his actions and like read his memoir. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was very interesting when people were like, no, Will Smith is just like a chill dude. And it's like, I mean, no, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) So my worst week honorable mention um, would be Normani collabing with Chris Brown on a song. I think it's called Warm Embrace. I saw the music video and I literally couldn't go through it because it sounded exactly like every other song that Chris Brown makes. And Normani being in it just, I don't know, I I stopped midway so I can't really say much about it because I didn't finish the music video but I'm really upset because I love Normani I love her style her uh, fashion and of course her music I feel like she has been kind of like hidden away with her um, talent this year and yeah it's just like worst week honorable mention for Normani for sure collaborating with Chris Brown (laughs) yeah for collaborating with Chris Brown I mean that's the worst week for sure to me. Um, I think one of my worst weeks goes to Justin Timberlake. I think he's in a real flop era, I think. Um, and hopefully like a flop uh, lifetime, honestly. I think, you know, I don't think he has a great track record. I think a lot of his like success and um, accolades comes from a time when we were like very eager to like lift up whatever man like the industry presented to us as like the it man of the moment I think he's had like some good records obviously but like I don't know I think anything you put like the production team he has into is of course going to be a good record so I don't know just in general I think we like Justin Timberlake too much always and right now watching him get pretty heavily roasted is um nice he was wearing like just horrible outfits people are finally admitting he's not a good dancer for a long time people were like oh man that guy can move and it's like no not really (laughs) you remember when people said that he can rap just because of the music video pop or the song pop with NSYNC and he's like oh my god he's such a good beatboxer and I'm like literally I've heard better in the subway (laughs) in New York City (laughs) Another worst week honorable mention for me is obviously the Supreme Court. The news came out today that uh, Roe versus Wade, uh, they're basically saying that abortion is legal and this is just a step onto what is another terrible, tragic, historic moment. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I would say that's like the absolute worst of the week of the year of the decade for me I mean it's just like the fact that overturning Roe v. Wade I mean they're saying that basically the like Supreme Court ruling that makes abortion legal has not been overturned so now states individually can pass their own laws to determine legality in terms of abortion when it's legal if it's legal and this is like setting a precedent overall for all sorts of bodily autonomy um cases and general issues of like 
same-sex marriage things. I mean, there's just like a lot that is about to go down in a horrible, horrible way that I like honestly can't think about because it's um, like extremely devastating to a lot of people, a lot of communities and like least of all me, but not like, not least of all me, obviously, like least of all a dude, but like, do you know what I mean? I'm just yeah. like, my life is in New York City is like, I'm not the person I'm worried about, but I am like devastated. <laughs> No, I know exactly what you mean. I was actually, I live in California. So I was at the chiropractor a month ago when, like when all of this was breaking out and whatnot. And this older lady was saying like, well, we live in California. So I don't know why people are being so upset. And I'm like, you should be upset. Like it affects Dude, everybody. That's so just crazy to me when people... I mean, well, that's literally how we're in this situation is because people are like, if it can't happen to literally me right now today, why should I care? Mm -hmm. And that's like what has caused the downfall of basically, like, I mean, if a a white guy who has control over society as we know it is saying it can't happen to me, so why should I care? And so now he's like created a system in which like millions of people suffer. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And they obviously don't have any consequences. (laughs) Yeah. There's no consequence of their actions. Like for a old lady in California to be like, well, it's not my problem. It's like, well, it is your problem because I don't know. The world doesn't fucking revolve around you. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sorry that you're menopausing. (laughs) For runner up for worst week on uh, for worst week for me, it has to be Chris Delia. The fact that he got married this week and it was posted in the news like it was some celebratory. It's bullshit. Like (laughs) uh, there was a tweet. I wish I can. um, I wish I remembered her handler name, but she tweeted saying like, I don't protect all women. And it's basically the picture of Chris Delian and his new wife because they posted their new wedding photos. I can't believe this POS is still um, relevant and people are still wanting to know more about him. I literally thought that everyone dropped him and he still has his little podcast complaining to himself. So uh, that was my runner up, of course, for first week yeah um I mean cancellation is just like not real (laughs) (laughs) people love to um pretend that anyone's being affected but they're not people just don't care that much um I don't know it's all a nightmare (laughs) oh yeah one of my worst weeks is gonna be um Chris Pratt just like being in the news again he's promoting a movie right now and just like seeing him out and about (laughs) <laughs> anywhere is a worst week for me did you hear that he said that he thinks he mastered the voice for Mario and it just kind of like really pissed me off because I'm like you do know his voice is like a classic voice you can't just go and change it but we'll see what the outcome is yeah I mean I guess like him playing Mario I'm like I just don't even get what this is so <laughs> you know that's a good runner up Uh, My winner for worst week is Father's. Um, I know Father's Day was this past Sunday and um, I hate, I guess because I am a mother to a toddler and I just don't think Father's Day should really be celebrated for fathers. I mean, like I literally have heard this saying a lot when I was pregnant was that you 
are all mothers are single mothers. And I find that to be highly true. And I love my partner so much, very much. Um, but I really think um, I got to give it to some like women who kind of shaded men on Father's Day, like the housewife Lisa Hoshstein, who posted a story with her kids saying like, happy Father's Day to all the great fathers out there, but not the actually her ex-husband. Jessica Simpson uh, posted a selfie of herself, which I loved because like, yeah, she's the mother and she's just thinking like the fathers, like the men in her life, but literally like the focus is the mother. Like I loved that post by itself but yeah worst week for me was probably father's day just knowing as a mother now I guess it's like a personal worst week for me yeah um okay I want to say I want to upgrade the supreme court decision to worst week but I want to do a new runner up and that's going to be like Honestly, like the new Kardashian body type, I think is a runner up for worst week. I've seen Chloe out and about photographed a lot lately, looking like rail thin. All the Kardashians are looking like skinnier than ever. And I think that, right. And like, because of the way the media talks about bodies, especially as it relates to them, and they know that what they do carries such influence. I think the fact that like all of a sudden, like skinny is in again, I think is really like scary. And the fact that these unattainable standards are, I mean, it's always an unattainable standard whenever there's a standard that's unattainable because no bodies are standard. But like, I mean, that sounds like such PR bullshit, but like, do you know what I mean? I just feel very stressed out by the fact that suddenly we have a new, I feel like every couple of years, there's like a new body type that's the trend. And then there's like the slow realization that no body type can be a trend and we just have to like chill and then there's a new body type that's trying to, and then we have to do the cycle all the fuck over again. And so I feel very stressed out by the fact that we have to like enter a new cycle about like re-educating about body type. No, I a hundred percent agree with you because um, there has been talk this week about Courtney, not Courtney. Uh, yeah. Courtney and Kim getting their BBL sucked out when um, so many women have done like tragic surgeries to get a BBL. Um, also, there was rumors that they started skims because of the whole compressions of the uh, panty of it all, so it wouldn't be strange for them to wear them. And also, I've noticed because Kim wears these skinny tight boot pants all the time in different colors, and I find myself to start this little conspiracy theory that I really think that she wears those pants because they're compressed pants as well and like they don't want to admit their surgeries but they definitely are going through some downsizing and I feel like we're just getting sucked into the 90s again because even the whole Met Gala of her losing weight of it all I was like wow I haven't heard talk like that of losing weight and not eating since it's like back so in long. 90s yeah yeah exactly so we're definitely like repeating history <laughs> Yeah, I feel like just like that feeling of like watching it happen and being like, well, here we go. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great, yeah, we've, I thought this week was pretty like lame, but uh, yeah, we've got some pretty good worst weeks. So we'll move on to best week honorable mentions. Um, one of mine is about the story about the elephant who went out for vengeance. I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, apparently there was a woman who was part of a poaching ring and helped killed um, 
baby elephants while distracting the mother. This is all alleged. It's not really set in stone to know if like this story is true or not. But the fact that this elephant like um, ran like a whole herd of them like ruined her village and whatnot. She ended up dying. Um, and then he, the elephant came back to the funeral and started destroying the whole village again. It's crazy that this elephant did this because we all know that elephants are really smart and they have a really strong memory and yeah, they apparently hold grudges as well. (laughs) Oh my God. Scary. (laughs) It's very scary. So, um, yeah. Moving on to that, best week honorable mention, another one is Colombia, um, who vowed to immediately stop issuing uh, permits for oil exploration. Colombia makes 40% of exports. Uh, The government says it will scale up renewable energy infrastructure enough to replace fossil fuels. It's a rise of a new brand of socialism and also the vice president, Francia Marquez, is the first woman of color, like first black woman to be a vice president, which I think is crazy knowing how uh, different uh, diversity is in Colombia. And also um, this is the first ever left wing progressive government, I feel. Like the CIA is definitely keeping an eye in Colombia right now. (laughs) But yeah, that's one of my best week honorable mentions. Um, I would say one of my honorable mentions is um, Anne Hathaway. I feel like she's having a real moment in the sun. Everyone, like, I feel like there was that phase where like everyone hated her for no reason. And then people just didn't really think, I mean, she like disappeared and then kind of came back slowly and everyone's like, oh, cool, Anne Hathaway. And now I feel like people are like, celebrate like people are stoked on Anne Hathaway right now and I like really love that for her I'm excited um for her to really like flourish in this new era and I hope that I do hope that her like being beloved again doesn't lead to another like random public fucking turnaround but you know we'll see (laughs) I do love her in the cover of interview magazine I saw the making like of the photo shoot of that everything that she's been wearing right now looks like stunning like it it's like perfect for her yeah yeah and I do remember that whole I think it was during Le Le Mis where people were just like dogging her a lot so I do know what you mean where I feel like I'm a little bit gaslit where everyone says that they love Anne Hathaway forever when there was like no I remember when there was a time where she just got a lot of hate for no reason whatsoever yeah (laughs) oh no it's such bullshit that people liked her forever I mean people hated her yeah all right for runner up um I for best week it is Jordan Woods she is going to be on the cover of Playboy and also has a centerfold We all know that Cardi B took over the whole um, franchise of Playboy. So it's like taking a new turn. And with the whole Kardashian news happening, I just love to see Jordan Woods winning because she obviously still deserves an apology. That tweet that Courtney has tweeted her saying that you ruined my family is still up to this day. Yeah, she's never deleted it. So um, yeah. Uh, that was such bullshit yeah exactly so just to see Jordan winning and living her life um I'm just happy for her definitely 
a best week for her on runner up. Yeah. Yeah, good for her. I do think the tides are turning on the Kardashians right now. I think it's like so overproduced that people are just kind of like sick of it. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I feel like a lot of talk from Gen Z too are just like, they're not, it's not like their culture. (laughs) The Kardashians. Did you have a runner up for best week this week? Um... I don't, I can't think of one. I'm trying to think of what else happened this week. It's, I mean, I feel, I don't know if your winner's the same as mine, but it's Beyonce Break My Soul debut. Oh, I'm so excited for Beyonce. I feel like she is, I'm like excited for a new Beyonce era. I've been very ready for it. (laughs) Do you you like the new song? Because I love the, um, the house music and the talk of just house music alone has been great. I like it. I understand the criticism of people being like, I've seen some really valid criticism about Beyonce um, really like capitalizing on every like social era in a way um, without really like, I don't know. I, I feel like Beyonce being like, quit your job. Capitalism sucks while being like, you know, at the peak of capitalism is like a little <laughs> tough, but I mean, yeah it's fun. <laughs> I know. Um, it's, it's, it's a great song and you're, you're correct of what you're saying because she's also, um, having these boxes, like these little packages to go along with her whole album. Um, I did like that it was affordable. It was like 40 bucks a, bo- a box. So with like taxes and everything, it came out to like 50 something dollars, but, um, yeah, it's, crazy that she is singing a song when she is capitalist a capitalist person herself yeah (laughs) yeah I do want to bring up which I didn't was the Brad Pitt GQ interview um I did read it I didn't really find anything so fascinating about the interview but the photography itself was just I know there was a lot of criticism of whether it was an ugly photo shoot or not, but I think it was really good. Um, It's very artistic. There was certain photos where like, I was like, wow, this is borderline Julia Fox with the uh, black eyeliner that he had. Um, But yeah, I feel like he's been hanging out with Aaliyah Shawkat a lot and he's just showing his artsy side now. Yeah, that's so odd. <laughs> but um, it's a new turn for him. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy for him for sure. Um, I will say my winner is um, Kelly Clarkson because every time she's in the news, even when it's something that sucks, I'm still like proud of her. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of a specific or, well, is it her divorce settlement? Cause I know her like husband, um, husbander, like he used to be her manager, like yeah. was trying to like take everything and basically own everything that she's worked up for. I mean, he's trying to take her for a ride, but she's not like sitting down to it. And she is so rich. Like she has a talk show and hosts like a voice competition like I mean she does so much she has so much money that I'm just like 
I don't know, man. Keep leeching off of her. Keep trying. You won't win because she's a fucking star. Uh Yeah. It sucks that she has to deal with him for the rest of her life because obviously she has kids with him. But yeah, I see her winning all the time when it comes to like court with him when he's trying to gain her her money. Yeah. I just like want her to keep winning, you know? That's like, (laughs) yeah. We're at the end of the episode where I ask my guest what their favorite song is from 2000 to 2010. I know that's a really hard question to answer because that era by itself is so eclectic. And um, yeah, I find myself having a hard time to find a great favorite song in that era. But what is your favorite song? And please tell me, where were you when you first heard it? Okay, so I actually, I don't know that I remember where I was when I, I, do you know what, I must have first heard it on a lot of songs that I was introduced to in the 2000s were from the V-Spot Top 20 Countdown on VH1, like that Saturday morning um, countdown of music videos. Uh, You're giving me such great nostalgia right now. I was like, (laughs) honestly, my dream job was to be the host of the V-Spot Top 20 Countdown on VH1. That's like all I ever wanted in my life. I was like, this would be my dream come true. and I like loved the music. I mean, just like watching the music videos and like which ones would repeat and whatever. And so I think that a couple of them really stuck in my head. And those are like all most of my favorite songs from that era, because I do think the music videos were just like fucking iconic. Yeah. Like I remember Not Ready to Make Nice by the Dixie Chicks being, or by the Chicks being like top, they had to retire from the countdown because it was at the top for so long. And I remember being like, this is the most powerful music video I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, um, I do remember that. And then I think my favorite song though from that era is probably Umbrella by Rihanna. Yes. There's like something about it that like sometimes you forget about it and then when you hear it again you're just like holy shit this song is a banger and then you think about that music video and the way people are still like when it rains that's the song that people think about. I mean to have captured a fucking percentage of all days is (laughs) crazy. That's such a great song. I love that song. Um, yeah. And to know now um, what we have from Rihanna, like I'm a huge Rihanna, like Stan. Um, do you think that she's ever going to make that album? Cause I'm fine with her where she, what she's giving us like Fenty. I love her um, lingerie. I love her makeup. Like uh, she's given us enough if she were to make an album, I just feel like that's just like the creme de la creme, you know, like it's like, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I kind of don't think we deserve it, but I think if she wants to do it good for her, but I like, don't think she will. Cause I don't think we've like earned it from her. I think the music industry has been like fucking wretched for her. Um, I mean, she was like kind of taken under the wing of like a bunch of literal sex offenders when she was like 14 years old and like sent to America kind of like by herself to like handle this like all she likes is just like chilling with her family and like making cool shit and I think that if the music industry doesn't serve her and like holds a lot of trauma I don't think I want music to be associated with shit that sucks for her you know what I mean I just want her to be happy (laughs) Yeah, same, same. It's the same with Britney as well. Like, I don't think we deserve an album or a tour or anything. If anything, I 
she deserves to like be on vacation forever. <laughs> yes. I'm like, if people, if she wants to put out, everyone keeps on being like, oh, the book, the memoir, the this, the that. And I'm like, I'm not fucking asking for anything from her. Whatever she wants to give us, she can give us. But I don't want her to think that she like has to, I feel like with Britney's mind and the way she like kind of reacts to the public, I don't want her to think that in order to keep people on her side, she needs to like give us something. Yeah. I don't want her to, yeah, it rush herself into immediate like fame again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining me this week on Best Week Ever. Please uh, tell my listeners where they can find you. Um, I'm Ashley Ham with three M's on um, Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and then Celebrity Memoir Book Club on all of those things as well. Thank you so much. my conversation with Ashley. I hope you guys had a fun time listening. I had a great time talking to her. I hope she can join us back in in the near future. Next week, I have a very, very special guest. I know I fangirl every guest that I bring on on this show, but literally I am bringing on someone very important in my life, guys. Someone who I've been following for a very long time, someone who I have, dare I say, a parasocial relationship with. I am inviting the Molly McAleer to my show next week, and I am so excited to talk about pop culture with her because she is, and I have her on my phone when we text each other, she is my pop culture queen. She is Molly's pop culture queen on my phone. I'm super, super excited Please follow her podcast, Mother May I Sleep With Podcasts, where she um, dives into Lifetime movies with the guests and they recap it together. It is my favorite, favorite podcast, guys. Um, my favorite episodes are with Jennifer Niece. Hopefully I can invite her. This is another parasocial relationship. Malls have has opened me to a lot of... Um, the guests that I have on today, like I had celebrity, celebrity memoir book club today. Um, I got them through Dunzo podcast, Troy McKeady, who is connected to Molly. Molly basically put Troy on the map. He did Dunzo podcast and now he's in beyond the blinds with Kelly. Um, yeah, so I have a lot of like love and gratitude towards this person. She is definitely um, an important person in my life, especially during the pandemic. Um, she has had this little Patreon uh, show called Quar Quarantinis, and they literally saved me during 
a time of need where I had a newborn infant, no help whatsoever. You guys already know the story, yada, yada, yada. But yes, please uh, listen in next week. I'm really excited. And I really hope you guys had a lot of fun with Ashley today. I had so much fun. Um, But yeah, stay safe out there. And I hope you guys are having the best week ever. I know this might feel like the worst week ever for a lot of us, but um, just hang in there. Oh